January 11, 2022, to order with roll call. Houseman. Here. Green. Here. Stamen. Here. Jerome. Here. Miller. Here. The invocation this evening will be given by Pastor Ron Habermel of the North Smoke Church. Would you please rise for the invocation and stay standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Lord, this is a day that you've made and we rejoice and we're glad in it. Father, you've been so good to us in 2021 through all the pandemics and all the situations that, that occurred, but Lord, you've been faithful. And Lord, we thank you for your divine protection and your faithfulness in 2022. And Lord, we just thank you again for city council that asked for your guidance and your wisdom and your direction. Lord, you say in your word that, that Lord, that uh, unless we acknowledge you, if we build a house, it's in vain. So, Father, they're asking for guidance and strategy to, to do your bidding and to do your will. So, Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit will lead them and guide them in all of their decisions and everything they do. We thank you again for your divine protection over our city and, Lord, all of the um, uh, the leaders and, and Lord, the, you know, the, the whole community, Father, that your blessings be upon us. And God, we thank you for your favor and your grace in 2022. 20, it's hard to even say, Lord, but we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 item tonight is the swearing-in of new police officers Emily Briley and Brian Joy. Good evening, Mayor, Council. Again, uh, thank you for these opportunities to continue to support uh, public safety, allow us to have these, these evenings and, uh, and bring new young people into our profession. Um, in the case of the two new officers beside me, Brian Joy and Emily Bridley, both were actually sworn in on the 27th of December. Um, neither are completely uh, new or naive to law enforcement in that Brian's father is a police sergeant in Shiloh, and Emily spent three years, uh, four years, as a telecommunicator uh, for the Illinois State Police. However, both of them made decisions along the way that they were intent that this is where they wanted to be and wanted to work for the Collinsville Police Department. So with that, I'm going to ask you guys to step up to where I kind of pointed out before. I am going to swear in Emily first. If you would please step up here uh, so that we can hear you on the microphone. And that's because he's taking my picture. Okay. Okay. Uh, first off, I would like to congratulate both of you for uh, taking that extra effort today to be a police officer when everything is in this country is going so bad for police officers. It takes people like you to step forward uh, to keep justice and, and order 
in our communities, and I, I congratulate you for, for wanting to do that. So with that, I will officially give you the oath. I state your name. I, Emily Bradley. Having been named to the position of officer. Having been named to the position of officer. Within the police department of the city of Collinsville. Illinois, Illinois, in the counties of Madison and St. Clair, in the counties of Madison and St. Clair, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear, and affirm, and affirm, that I will support the Constitution of the United States, that I will support the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of the State of Illinois, the Constitution of the State of Illinois, and that I will faithfully discharge the duties, and that I will faithfully discharge the duties of position of police officer. To the best of my ability. To the best of my ability. Congratulations, officer. Thank you. Now I need you to sign this. Mr. Joy. raise your right hand and thank you for raising your right hand I did I forgot to ask you that repeat after me I state your name I, Brian Joy. having been named to the position of officer having been named to the position of officer within the police department within the police department in the city of Collinsville in the city of Collinsville Illinois Illinois in the counties of Madison and St. Clair in the counties of Madison and St. Clair do solemnly swear do solemnly swear and affirm and affirm that I will support the Constitution of the United States. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of Illinois. And the Constitution of the State of Illinois. And that I will faithfully discharge the duties. And I will faithfully discharge the duties. Of the position of police officer. Of the position of police officer. To the best of my ability. To the best of my ability. Congratulations, officer. Congratulations to both. Mayor. Mayor, thank you very much. Thank you, Item is speakers from the floor. Speakers from the floor. Speakers may address the council under terms of ordinance number 4765. Time is limited to four minutes per speaker. Uh, please refer to the last page of the agenda for specific rules governing input. We already have someone there. <laughs> yes. Good evening. Uh, name's Tony Furman. I come to you this evening not as a resident of the city of Collinsville, but a my official duty as Director of Employment and Training for Madison County. I will tell you, workforce development is the most partner-driven thing that I've ever been involved with. There's no I in workforce development. It's all about the partners that you develop and work with. And I'm here to thank the leadership of the City of Collinsville for becoming a valuable partner in the workforce development area in our county. Uh, 
In addition to providing this fine facility for a number of events that we hold, they're also very active in looking for solutions along with us to meet the needs of employers, not only in the city of Collinsville, but in the county of Madison uh, and St. Clair. I should thank you for our St. Clair County partners as well. Uh, some of the things that have gone on in the last year, um, you may know that we held a couple roundtable events here with the help of Gateway Convention Center, one in October for Manufacturers Month, where we had about 80 participants uh, here. And then our big event for Apprenticeship Week in November, we had over 100 individuals here. It's our opportunity to bring people together from business, from government, from education, to meet and to discuss issues and to bring forth ideas. Uh, if anybody was at the apprenticeship event, it was a pretty good event. Um, this year we plan for more of these roundtable events with the help of the city. The first one will be in April, specific to the supply chain sector in our region, a very growing industry. Again, bringing those partners together to have those discussions along with looking for solutions. In May, it'll be the healthcare industry that we look at and work with those individuals. One of the main events that occurred at the event in November for Apprenticeship Week was the signing of standards with the Department of Labor between the City of Collinsville and the Collinsville School District, specific to apprenticeship programs for students in the special ed program at Collinsville High School. We always talk about trying to find the partners that want to do things and not talk about things. I don't know, I've been involved in government for a long time, but to really think about this, we had four levels of government and a school district involved in this project. So we had city, county, state, and federal government, and the school district. The first meeting we held on this project was in September. We signed this agreement in November. Two months, it's unheard of to have that level of government and people wanting to accomplish something. I'd hope to come tonight to tell you that this program had started. Our plan was to do the testing that we need to do for our program yesterday and the day with the students, but remote learning and COVID has put a delay in that. We're hoping that if the students come back next week, we will do that testing next week and those six students will begin their opportunities with both the Gateway Convention Center and the Parks Recreation Department next week. But as soon as we can, we will. Tell you, there's a lot of conversation about diversity, equity, and inclusion currently. This is very much something that involves inclusion. It's, it's a population that people overlook, and it's a population that we can help, and we'll also help the city with employees. So we thank you for that opportunity. Um, I will say one person that I really want to thank in the last couple of weeks who's been a rock star for you guys making sure things get done is Peyton Drury. So thank you, Peyton. And we look forward to this program starting, and we look forward to continuing the partnership we have with the city as we look for more opportunities to share what we do. So thank you very much. Thank you for thank the you. great comments. Anyone else? Being none, next time. Comments and announcements from the mayor. Well, I just did a couple minutes ago, uh, swearing in a couple police officers. One of the things that this job uh, makes you feel good, uh, when you see young people starting out in a career, uh, wanting to be a part of something, and, and not just something, but something well and good. And we have great people 
at our police departments and fire departments and uh, all of our employees. But uh, to go into the police department today, like I said earlier, is a challenge. Uh, but uh, we constantly have new and, and youthful and good people coming and taking our tests and, and applying and, and making the grade. So I'm very happy that we can still do that and uh, we still have the applications and, and the people that, that come forward. We're starting off a new year. Let's hope that uh, everything goes as well as we've planned through all of the planning that we've done with the uh, issues and uh, with the budget and so forth. So we've got a lot of good things to look forward to as long as we can give through the through it without this bug affecting everybody and uh, continue. And I'll ask the public, if you're watching this, please bear with us on City Hall. Uh, we don't want to infect our people with people coming in and out of City Hall. So uh, please sign up for the payment online or drop your payments in the slot. Uh, it would help us greatly. That's all I have for this evening. Thank you. Comments and announcements from council members? Council. Next. Next item. Comments and announcements from city staff? Mr. Baer. Mr. Mayor, members of the council, before we get into uh, some of the prepared comments I want to make, I just wanted to um, thank Tony Furman you know, for his kind words. Um, Really, I think he sells himself short for kind of getting everybody together, being the central person to make everything happen um, quickly. Uh, but he's, you know, really helped bring these opportunities forward. We're always happy to share this building um, to move, you know, labor and workforce forward. We know that, you know, our needs as a city, um, selfishly for us as well as our business community, we need that to prosper. So I just want to thank Tony. Um, you know, for what he's brought to the table, um, you know, it's been a big benefit having him as that central point. Um, and also, of course, to recognize Peyton because she really um, stepped up on this, like Tony said, has made it happen and has been behind the scenes ensuring that all those requirements are met with the school and everything. But that's what she does on a daily basis with everything. So thank you, Peyton. It's always nice to be able to recognize the people who are doing all the hard work that make um, the, the dream happen here. So thank, that's what I wanted to say just first off. Um, and now into the prepared comments, I think uh, Kimberly Corrin can come up here and talk a little bit about some parks programming. Mayor Miller, members of the council, we have a couple programs coming up. Um, first up would be next Friday where we're doing a white elephant bingo. Pre-registration is required and we still need some people to make this one a go. So hopefully you know somebody that would like to register for this. It is available online or by calling our office. And then our Urban Ecology Club meets at Willoughby Farm um, throughout the winter still. And so we've got some fun winter programs there and those programs are free. No pre-registration is necessary there. You can just show up. Hopefully the weather will be great, and if not, we'll move it inside the barn where it's a little bit warmer. And then to uh, add upon the point that both Tony Furman and uh, Mitch Bear said, we are have, hosting a job fair on Friday. 
um, at the Aqua Park. It is for part-time and seasonal work throughout the city departments. Uh, Park and Rec will be there. Uh, I believe Gateway will be there and a couple of other city departments as well. Um, so anybody who's looking for a job is welcome to come down to the activity center between the hours of 10 and 2. We will have applications available and we're even doing some on-site interviews as well. Thank you. Thank you. That's all, Mr. That's it. That's excellent. Next item is the consent agenda. Item one is a motion to approve payment of bills for the period ending December 31st, 2021 in the amount of $7,952,137.28. Item two is a motion to approve payroll for the period ending December 31st, 2021 in the amount of $1,465,855.62. Item three is a motion to approve minutes of the December 14, 2021 council meeting. And item four is a resolution with regards to the fair housing opportunities within the city of Collinsville. Are there any items in L1 through four that the council would wish to pull for conversation or discussion? Being none, I'll entertain a motion to approve the consent agenda items L1 through four. So move. Moved by Councilman Houseman. <clears throat> Second. Second by Councilman Stamen. Roll call, please. Houseman. Yes. Green. Yes. Stamen. Yes. Jerome. Yes. Miller. Yes. Next, under new business, item one is an ordinance to authorize contract with American Response Vehicles in the amount of $282,594 for the purchase of a 2023 ambulance and approve the total project authorization in the amount not to exceed $351,294. Entertain a motion for approval. So moved. Motion by Councilman Green. I'll second. Second by Councilman Jerome. The overview by Chief Bailiff. Good evening, Mayor, members of the council. Uh, as stated in front of you is an ordinance tonight authorizing a purchase of another ambulance and establishing a budget. When I was thinking about how I was gonna start my discussion tonight with everybody, I was gonna walk here and say ditto. Because uh, in July of 2021, you may recall that I was here and we talked about purchasing an ambulance. And uh, at that point I said, yeah, you might be hearing from me again in early 2022. So basically what we are doing is exactly what we did in 2021. <clears throat> so it becomes a 2023 CIP project though. There'll be no funding expended in 2022 because uh, the way that this goes. So if I can just go through here, it's gonna replace our oldest, uh, at the time it'll be the oldest ambulance. It'd be one of the 2016 ambulances that's stationed at uh, station one. The uh, agreement with American Responsive Vehicles, $282,594. I'll explain that number in just a couple minutes here in a couple more slides with a total overall project cost of $351,294. Uh, and if you recall from July 2021, that would include the ambulance, the stretcher or uh, hydraulic lifting stretcher, uh, the financing charges, mobile radio, IT equipment. Why are we ordering now? Well, if we, uh, if we take the advantage of the time Take advantage of the time that we have right now to order it. We will see that ambulance in the first quarter of 2023. It's unbelievable that we have gone 
from a six to seven month delivery period to a 12 to 13 month delivery period over the last six months. And it's a supply and supply chain issue. So that's why we're asking now so that we can get an order in with expectation of that ambulance being delivered in the first quarter of 2023. This ambulance was bid as an alternate when we went out for bid for the, the uh, ambulance in July. So we had anticipated hopefully buying a second ambulance right after the first of the year. So we included that in our bid documents and they gave us, uh, ARV gave us a, a very favorable um, set offer of 3.5% increase. Everything right now is five, six, seven, 10%, one of my vendors. Um, so I think that proves that we, we, we did very good with putting that into the agreement there. All costs are increasing as I just mentioned. And once again, no funds are gonna be expended in 2023 until 2023, pardon me. We will be ordering some of these items in quarter four of 2022, but won't expect to receive them until 2023. So the, how did we come up with the numbers? Um, so the, the original ambulance cost is $276,227. On the left column is what we paid for the ambulance in 2021. We had, there was a $9,500 discount from Ford for the uh, chassis. And then we had a trade-in value. If you recall, we're trading in our oldest, oldest ambulance with this, um, and thankfully we continue to get to use that old ambulance until we, we do the trade-in. So that was a credit of $7,250. So 259,477. Our options, our extras, there was a couple things that had to be changed uh, as we went through the, uh, the preliminary, preliminary meetings for production, and we ended up with a $266,888 purchase. Over in the new uh, ambulance column, we start with the same number. For some reason, there's a higher Ford discount. We'll take the extra $1,000. This time, we don't have a trade-in. So that brings it to 265627 We add in the same options, the same extras. That brought it to $273,038. 3.5% on that is how we came up with the $282,594 for this ambulance. <clears throat> just a little bit of a history, just a reminder, we operate the two frontline ambulances. House one has an ambulance, house two has an ambulance. Our third out ambulance is stationed at house one. So uh, boy, in times today, we're running five, six, seven back-to-back -back calls right now with sicknesses. Um, so the, the, having the three ambulances really helps. But the personnel from excuse me, our ladder truck jumps over to that third out ambulance. And we, we run that pretty consistently. Um, currently, we have no reserve. If you recall from my conversation in, in July, we talked about ultimately having a reserve so that when we have an ambulance that's out of service, we can still maintain those three ambulances. <clears throat> and just again, that refresher, the ambulance, the four-year financing, the radio equipment, mobile radio equipment, computers, IT equipment, uh, and then the, the power cut stretcher um, brings us to a total project of $351,294. And I'll entertain any questions you might have. Questions of Chief Bell. When do we expect to get the first order? 
And you knew I was going to ask that, didn't you? Yes, sir. That's why you see the <laughs> smile on my face, because I wish I could give you an answer. Um, everything has been held up because of the chip, this magical mm -hmm. chip. So I don't have an answer for you at this point. I know we are in line, um, but that's the best I can give you at this point. I don't expect now, initially I believe I said I expected it around March of 2022. I'm really hopeful that we see it in the second quarter of 2022. Okay. Any other questions, comments? <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Houseman? Yes. Green? Yes. Stamen? Yes. Jerome? Yes. Miller? Yes. Item two is an ordinance approving a collective bargaining agreement between International Association of Firefighters, Local 2625, and the City of Collinsville. Entertain a motion for approval. So moved. So. Moved by Councilman Jerome. I'll second. Second by Councilman Green. The overview by Chief Bailo. Mayor Miller, excuse me, Mayor Miller, members of the council, I'm pretty excited about standing here in front of you tonight to uh, bring this forward. Um, this, uh, the, the cooperation between um, everybody involved, and I, I'd like to say that our entire department, city administration, um, legal council, everybody worked very, very, very well together, and this was a great collaboration. Um, to, to get to an agreement with any collective bargaining agent, agree, or agreement rather, in just two minutes, or two meetings, I am sorry I can't talk tonight, in two meetings is amazing. Um, I've never in, in all my years in fire administration had a settlement like this in two meetings. It's just a testament to the environment and the culture of the fire department and the personnel and where things have gone, um, again, prior to me being here. So I would just, from 2015 to now, and from what I've heard and what I see with my own eyes, the, uh, there's, a, there's a difference in the fire department, and I'm proud to be a part of this fire department. So this agreement is a three-year agreement. Um, it starts January 1st of 2022 and then goes to the end of uh, December 31st of 2024. Wages are status quo, so what that means is it's the same from the same from the previous contract. So it's tied to the consumer price index, and there's a, a pretty lengthy calculation that we go through to get to that. There has a, uh, a ceiling and a bottom. The ceiling is four percent, some maximum, no matter how high the CPI. And in uh, 2021, the numbers came back. The CPI was seven, a little over seven percent. The maximum was still four percent. And the, the bottom is 1.5, so the firefighters will still get a salary increase even if the CIP is 1%, they would get the 1.5. Same as it has been for the last four years. Just mentioned the most expeditious negotiations, and all parties at the table um, collaborated very well to achieve this agreement. So just an overview. Um, I know that you have a, lo a lot more detail in your packet. Um, but an overview um, for the significant changes in the agreement. We, uh, we cleared up a lot of language when it pertains to overtime, how it's earned, how it's calculated, when it's not approved, so there's really no questions. And those particular section 3.3, C, D, 3.4, D, cleared up, no overtime when you're on a, a 
city benefits. So if somebody was on vacation or somebody um, on a personal day, they couldn't come back to work on a shift to get overtime. That cleared that up. But they could still come back in for an emergency call because we need them for that. Um, overtime for training, it'll be a minimum of one hour now and then at a quarter hour increment thereafter. Um, we've cleaned up that language to um, make it more in line with today's accounting and practices for overtime. And then the last one here is a new section. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, it's the late calls for uh, if somebody's held over from a call, which happens a lot, it's amazing how many times we get an EMS call or a medical call early in the morning and the, the firefighters have to stay past their ending time. So if they get back in quarters, get their report done and that, and it's 15 minutes, we're gonna pay in that 15 minutes of overtime. If it's beyond that, we're gonna round it up to the one hour and then quarter hour from thereafter. <coughs> Emergency call-in incentive is new. So as you know, with the operations of the fire department, with the personnel that we have, and the ambulances that we're running, the number of calls, which we topped over 4,000 calls in 2021, uh, the guys are very, very busy. We have to call people back throughout the day to help staff the, the fire department when our numbers get really low. We need to provide that protection for our, our community. And then we have, when we have a working structure fire, we put out a page to firefighters, whoever's available to come in, because I know that when Chief Edmund was here, I'm sure he talked about the number of firefighters we need on a fire ground, um, and so we do that. So what we have been finding for the last couple of years is that number's declining for a little bit. We're not getting as many people back, but we still have the need for that. So we're providing a little bit of an incentive. So if a firefighter call, comes back on a call-in, what we call call-in, for at least 20 times throughout the year, and they meet 50% of our working structure fires, when we put out that all call, they would then be able to, re they would receive a $500 bonus at the end of that year. We're really hoping that that will encourage more and more people to lead their family life, to come in to help us when we need that, help the community. Vacation hour rollover, the firefighters will be able to roll over 48 hours of unused vacation. That equates to two, two shift days for them. The health insurance um, for retirees is, is uh, a little bit different. It's a little bit more refined approach. So the firefighters who are retiring after January, excuse me, January 1st of 2022 are eligible. And it's based off of a percentage now of 20, uh, two thirds percent of the current employee insurance coverage. So it'll be a one third, they would carry the other third on their own. A little bit different than how it has been but it's a, uh, I think it's a really good program moving forward. Uniform allowance increased from $500 to $750. There has not been a uniform increase in the fire department in many, many years. And we all know the cost of everything's going up. So to allow the firefighters to have proper uniforms. The other big ticket item here is residency. Residency has been an issue for a very long time in Collinsville, and I fully respect that. Um, but it is, it is becoming more and more of an issue for us to get people to come back. And so what we have done is, in this agreement, it's to allow a 15-mile radius, used to be a 10, 
for somebody to be eligible to come back. Again, we're trying to get people to come back to the department to help us staff when we need it. And then on the other side of that is total residency where somebody in the fire department could live within 30 miles from the radius of the fire station. Um, it's currently 25. So a small increment, but uh, um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a workable situation. Peer fitness training. You may recall in 2018, Chief Edmond um, and the fire department were awarded an assistance to firefighters grant for firefighter health and safety, physical exams, and peer fitness training. So that is playing out, and we now have um, four firefighters that are certified fit peer fitness trainers, and part of that program is they will be developing a program and instructing and providing help for the department on duty for physical fitness training to keep our firefighters active and ready to do their job. And uh, there's a lot of time that goes into that program, a lot of responsibility on their end. So we have offered them a $500 a year stipend to those four individuals um, for helping us keep our firefighters fit. Light duty option. So the last one I think I'm gonna be talking about uh, we currently have on-duty, light-duty program, uh, but this kind of expands it just a little bit because I don't believe we have on uh, off-duty. I don't remember that. I apologize for that. But it changes it from um, if it's an off-duty illness or injury, they would the firefighters would be eligible to, if their doctor released them for light-duty, and if we had the duties around the fire stations for them to do, to come in on their days off, and it would be Monday through Friday, eight to five. If it's an on-duty injury, they come back for 12 hours on their own shift. So it's a little give and take there. We'll have them for more time. We could get more things done throughout the week. They also get um, a little break with their, their sick leaves. So that pretty much sums that uh, up, and I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. Questions of Chief Bailey. I have one. Um, on the residency, can you explain the difference of the two? I don't, I've even read the fuller description um, where you can have the 15 mile radius is for eligibility for overtime and callbacks. To come back when we need somebody to fill the station when we're out of people to man equipment. So the 30 mile radius for anybody on the, the in the department, but in order to be called back in for overtime or emergencies, you have to be within 15 They minutes. have to be within that 15 Got minutes. It. Yes. And that was, in our discussions was, you know, given that time, that was how far as, you know, this is, I think, I'll speak for you, but I think this is as far as we were, as it can be pushed to yeah. ask somebody to come yeah. back and respond to a fire. Yeah, um, and, you know, in the 30 mile, that was kind of the push, um, you know, the request was to go unlimited on the residency. We didn't feel like that was fair and that would be detrimental to our, our callbacks. Um, and like, you know, there, as Chief mentioned earlier, there's a lot more behind all of these. Um, the rationale, what it was, the financial benefits, especially on the retiree health insurance approach, obviously that's to um, not have employees in this in the public safety field that are hanging on too long because of insurance and that really sure, came as I, a concern from, yeah so there's a lot more that I would encourage everybody the public those watching to look at that memo to get that detail on. yeah yeah that makes sense to me.
Anyone else? I'm really glad they settled so quickly and you guys came to an agreement. What progress? It's excellent. I mean, just, you guys know my feelings on this and what John brought to the table. The whole the whole uh, negotiating team is just it was just excellent. Yeah. So, Good job. yep. Anyone? I will have to attest. Two meetings is unheard of, and I think you could have deleted recent memory from that slide. <laughs> But uh, in, in, in my, my long history with the fire department, I, I think that's a record of any city uh, negotiating a contract. And I, I think it, it all boils down to uh, trust with the city manager and the fire chief, trust with the labor attorney, and uh, past history of how we've treated people in our employ. And I think that says a lot for Chief Balo and the city manager and uh, Mr. Longbaum. So, uh, and I'm sure Peyton Drury had something to do with it as well. So, uh, so you know, the whole thing boils down to treat people right, and they work hard, and they do their job, and they're they're pleased. And uh, I'm very happy for the firefighters for this contract. I'm happy for Chief Balo that uh, you don't have this hanging over your head or the city manager's head. And uh, so let's move on and, and continue the, the process. So thank you. Roll call, please. Houseman? Yes. Green? Yes. Stamen? Yes. Jerome? Yes. Miller? Yes. Thank you. Item three is the ordinance adopting a whistleblower's protection policy for the city of Collinsville. Entertain a motion for approval. So moved. Moved by Councilman Houseman. Second. Second by Councilman Stamen. The overview by HR Director Peyton Drew. Thank you, Mayor. Members of the Council, before you today is an ordinance adopting a whistleblower protection policy for the city of Collinsville. Um, so we are going to amend the employee handbook to add section 5.23, which is our whistleblower protection policy. Um, so effective <coughs> July 1 of last year, the Illinois Municipal Code is requiring each municipality to pass um, an ordinance defined as the whistleblower protection policy. Um, this pr policy provides confidentiality and protections against retaliation for employees um, and allows the confidentiality of a whistleblower to be maintained. Um, if you have any other questions about this policy, I'd be happy to answer them at this time. Questions? I'm assuming that this is boilerplate, that this is what the state had recommended to us? Correct. Okay. Do we currently have a whistleblower program? Um, we currently do. We're just trying to make it more defined um, in relation to the uh, new statute that just came out with the protection policy. Okay. Anyone else? Roll call, please. Houseman? Yes. Green? Yes. <coughs> Stamen? Yes. Jerome? Yes. Miller? Yes. Item four is a resolution in support of and authorizing the mayor to apply for a park enhancement grant funds for Madison County. Entertain a motion for the resolution for the park. So, so moved. Councilman Green will make the motion. I'll second. Second by Councilman Jerome. The overview by Parks Director Kimberly Curran. 
Mayor Miller, members of the council, I am here tonight to ask you for your approval of a resolution in support of the Madison County PEP grant. This is a requirement for this annual grant that is given out through Madison County. This year's rate is $4 per capita based on our Madison County population. Um, so our total is 86000 just a hair over $86,000. Um, the project has been um, budgeted for in our capital improvement plan. Um, to replace the rotary playground, to use, these money, use this money to help replace the playground at Rotary in Woodland Park. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them now. Questions of Ms. Grant? I, it's not related to this, but the, the, the St. Clair County grant that we recently <laughs> received notification of, is that official yet or not? Yes, I placed the order. We just haven't received the, um, the equipment yet. We ordered uh, trash cans and picnic tables for the sports complex. With the lead times being what they are right now in the middle of the pandemic, it was like a six-month lead time. So hopefully in the springtime we'll be getting some new equipment and then it's a reimbursed grant through the count, through St. Clair County. Well, okay. I, just, I just wanted to a shout out to the um, St. Clair County board member that helped us with that, um, uh, Bobby Allen. and. Uh, I don't think we've had a whole lot of activity with St. Clair County before, and and Bobby really stepped up and, and spoke up for Collinsville to the to the St. Clair County Board. So I just wanted to put out a thank you to him. Absolutely. Anyway, nothing about this. Anyone <laughs> out? Roll call, please. Houseman. Yes. Green. Yes. Stamen? Yes. Jerome? Yes. Miller? Yes. Thank you. Last is adjournment. Motion for adjournment. So, so moved. Second by Councilman Stamen, second by Councilman Green. Roll call, please. Houseman? Yes. Green? Yes. Stamen? Yes. Jerome? Yes. Miller? Yes. Regular City Council meeting in the City of Collinsville, January 11, 2022, is adjourned.